Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. So, you know, as we as we age, as we well, really, we age every day. Each part of life, when I reflect on it, has a different set of mm, what I think of as provoking situations, the ones that that push you or pull you with questions about things like purpose and fulfillment and what am I doing here? And, you know, you can be successful in your life and in your career and still come to a moment in time where you start to question things where um, it feels like something has changed. And maybe that's you that has changed. And often that's the case, but maybe, and, and that's that, you know, that internal shift that leaves you questioning, isn't there more? Um, but maybe it's also because there's something that's happened in your life, that an external situation that has caused everything to be called into question. Maybe something that has imploded really in your life. And so I'm going to be speaking today with a man who, who knows a lot about this because his experience of loss ended up opening the door to profound realizations about creating success as we age. So stay tuned. It's going to be a juicy conversation. We started already before, before the, I uh, hit the record button. I said, wait, wait, let's hold that. Hold those thoughts. <laughs> so welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Head to the Baca Institute to discover your quantum connection. And that's your quantum connection with your inner guidance. And you can do that there by taking the quantum connection quiz. We are each designed to connect differently with that universal field, what some people call source. And knowing our own way of, of doing that is the first step of really optimizing your own connection with your inner guidance at a deeper level than you ever thought you could. It's the secret, really, your inner guidance is the secret to having abundant flow in your business and your personal life. So my guest today is Scott Kokenauer. He is a life and business coach working primarily with those in their 40s and 50s who desire a greater handle on their future and the fulfillment that has waned since building a successful life and career. He seeks to change the narrative on what it means to grow old. Yay, let's change that narrative. Uh, he enjoyed on a personal level. He enjoys life with his work, with his work, with his wife, Jenny, of over 35 years, his two grown kids and their growing families. He is pop pop to two grandkids and one more on the way so far. <laughs> I'm about to be a grandmother in March, so I'm <laughs> all excited about this new new phase of my life. So welcome, Scott. I'm really glad that you have uh, decided to join me here today on Wisdom Talk Radio. 
I am honored, and it's a pleasure to have spoken with you up to this point, and it's, it was just a natural thing to want to be a part of your conversation. Yeah, yeah. They thank you, because that's how I felt. It, I, I reached out to you to meet you, or you reached out to me, I don't even know. But it, there was that feeling of, oh, there's a deeper conversation here. And, and as I alluded to in, um, in the opening, in my opening remarks, we really did start to touch on things about, you know, the different, the Gen Xers, the baby boomers and who is what. And yes, I'm a, I'm a baby boomer. But as you said, well, yeah, but you sound more like a Gen Xer. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> All you need to do is ask, how do you define retirement? And you get an idea what, what perspective they have. Right. Oh, that's a, that's good. Now, why is that? What's, what do you notice or what have you discovered? Well, I I've learned that the, the picture that we have been given by those older than us, and I mean, both of us Mm -hmm. um, is, and, and this has not been intentional. It's, it's an unintentional consequence, but it's this idea that retirement is after working 30 or 40 or maybe even 50 years in a position at a company, mm-hmm. getting your gold watch, um, pulling your pension, and then turning your attention to your garden and golf. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea is I'm going to spend the rest of my life in the garden and the golfing. Wow. Uh, or fill in the blank. Right. Um, which I think, you know, that that's all there was, you know, the industrial revolution brought about this idea that, um, you work until, until you're done and you move on. That is so foreign to those of us in our forties and fifties and younger who, who grew up with a different idea or a different thought. But here's the thing about, uh, the forties and fifties. If you're in that state, I call that the third quarter. Mm. Um, I'm calling is, what the sixties, third quarter, but that's okay. That, that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, as they say, um, uh, mileage varies. Right. <laughs> so I have noticed a lot of people, me included mm-hmm. in this idea that we've been raised with this retirement idea. And yet here we are fast approaching what has been traditionally the retirement age you know, um, and it's and it is uh, supported by major constructs like in the U.S. It's Medicare. You know, you turn 65, mm-hmm. you can get Medicare. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the main thing. Uh, retirement plans, retirement planning. There's a whole industry of wealth managers who <laughs> help you manage your retirement. Yeah. So the whole word itself has ingrained itself into the fabric of living in existence. And yet when I talk to people in their forties and Mm fifties, they have no intention of retiring in the traditional sense. And see, that's the thing. It's a traditional sense that has become passe and it's replaced by pivot. It's replaced by um, jumping to another curve And it's an exciting way to look at things. But here's the problem. Those who have not really identified this reality, Mm -hmm. that there is something beyond the traditional retirement, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of angst and a lot of stress because they think, what's wrong with me? First of all, I can't keep up with the second second quarter 
people, mm-hmm. the people in their thirties and twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. So what's wrong with me and what's next? Those are, those are two overarching questions that I hear a lot from my clients and the market that I research and engage with mm-hmm. is, you know, I talked to one person the other day who, whose business was purchased. I mean, their employer sold their, their company and the new company reassigned this person to oversee 20 and 30 year olds. Uh-huh. And they are very innovative. They've got liquid intelligence. They're, they're quick to make decisions. And because he's up in age, like in his late fifties or so, mm-hmm. um, he's got more, what is called crystallized intelligence, which is more wisdom, uh-huh. but it takes a little longer to come uh-huh. up with answers. And he can't keep up. And he's saying, what's wrong with me? And I say, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You're just Mm -hmm. in this stage of life that is very critical. And these 20 and 30-year-olds need that steady wisdom. So that that crystallized intelligence. So, I mean, when you use that word, it makes me think that something is... um, Gotten become solidified, and I suspect that's okay. not quite really what you mean. That's not what I mean. Uh, definitely, it is a it is a coming to an understanding that there is something more than just here's a problem, here's a solution, here's a problem, here's a solution. Mm. But wait a minute, we've solved this problem more than once. Let's apply some wisdom and experience to this problem. And let's okay. overcome it once and for all. And uh, so it is a crystallized wisdom. It is a, it, uh, in one sense, it's not um, become a, you know, a solid in terms of I'm not going to grow anymore. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, it is a crystallized intelligence that can be utilized in life to make life much richer. So if you were to combine a liquid intelligence and a crystallized intelligence, you've got the makings of a fantastic synergy that can take place. Oh, I love that. I love that. Right. I I mean, I work with with something that I speak to as creative intelligence, Mm -hmm. which I think is my way of speaking to that combination. You know, and I think of that as not simply what we've learned or what we already know, but that way of tapping into that, that field of potentiality that the physicists talk about Mm -hmm. that, which has not necessarily been seen, but that we, we can only do that when we, when we connect in with ourselves at a deeper level. Right. Right. And, and when you connect with yourself and when you can reflect, this is one of the things when someone says, what's the most important thing that you can think that you could do to make the most of this transition into a crystallized intelligence that where you are making the most impact in the world. And I I believe the fourth quarter is that quarter where you can make the most impact in your world. Hmm. I say reflection. If you had a set of bookends in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, when you can simply pull back and reflect on what has happened in that day, what you thought, what you experienced, and assimilate that into your journey, mm-hmm. you are light years ahead of the person who just takes one day at a time on its own mm-hmm. as though 
nothing's really happened. And one day it will, one day my ship will come in. In the meantime, I'll just live one day at a time. And, and there's no real iterative growth mm-hmm. that takes place. So I think reflection and, and connecting with yourself and, and I, I paint the picture kind of like um, sitting on the bank of a river, a slow moving river. If you can sit there and watch every leaf that represents an experience or a thought or an emotion and you don't judge it. You just watch it go by mm-hmm. and you watch the next one go by and reflect on that. There's so much rich learning and, and insight that you can gain. And, um, and I think, you know, Arthur Brooks re- wrote a book called from strength to strength, which I think is fantastic. Mm. And he talks about the first curve being that liquid intelligence, you know, so I apply that to my four quarters of life and second quarter, you are building, you're building your family, you're building your career, you're building your business, um, your name, whatever. And that's in your twenties and thirties. When you reach forties and fifties, Everything is essentially built. Your family has grown. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're bringing little ones to the picture. Um, and, and since everything has grown, you start to wonder these questions. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? What I love about Arthur Brooks' book is that he says there's another curve. And those who can jump from the first curve to the second curve are the ones who can make the most impact. And those curves are liquid intelligence and crystallized intelligence. So you recognize that there's still a place for you. Mm-hmm. And it is a, it comes from a place of experience and wisdom. So it's don't and, look out at those people, those other people and those, those other generations and, and think I have to be like them. And if I don't, if I'm not like them, I don't have value. But look inside to see, well, what is it that I do have and how do I use that to what navigate this new curve? That that is exactly right. I think that when we reach that 50 ish age, Mm -hmm. we have all the ingredients we need to have a fantastic fourth quarter and more Mm -hmm. if if God allows us. Um, The problem that I think a lot of people have is, first of all, they don't come to terms with the fact that they have all these ingredients. They just look at what they don't have or Ah. what they've lost or or what is no longer, no longer comes natural. Right. So the first step is recognize you've got all these ingredients. What do I mean by ingredients? I mean, you've got success that you've learned from failure that you've learned from. You have wisdom. You've, you've honed a number of skills and, and, don't stop, don't, you know, the natural thing in thinking about skills is the thing we've learned in our vocation. That's right. true. Right. But if you're, if you were the head of the household, whether that's male or female, and you ran that house and you, you kept the meals on the table, you kept the clothes um, clean on a cyclical basis, weekly after week. Those are there. There are a number of skills that you have honed over the years. They're just not labeled skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're just things that you've become proficient at. So skills. Um, your your debt has gone down. 
your equity has gone up. The time that you have in your 50s is much different than the time you had when you were 20 or 30. When your kids, when you were running and chasing them uh, <laughs> to all of the rehearsals and all the practices and all the games and all the recitals, that's all went, you know, settled down a little. So there's a lot going on that you, that you have going for you. And those are ingredients. Mm -hmm. But the first is we don't recognize that we have ingredients. We don't appreciate that. The second is we don't have a recipe. And that's what wakes me up in the morning. Ah. Helping people identify the recipe that will put this, these ingredients together in such a way that um, I, have, I have clients that will say, I never dreamed my life would be as full and as fulfilling and as effective and as satisfying as it could be. And that, you know, when you get to be a part of that transformation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I just, I can't imagine life doing anything else. You have a, a quite a different way of, of speaking to that and of crafting that. I love it. I, I really appreciate the, the different way that you have of, of viewing these kinds of transitions and, and bringing forward what, what is truly there, what is truly needed, the, the, the uniqueness if we could say it that way of yeah. a particular person's package and that there is, you know, we think of recipe as something that, Oh yeah. If I, if I have a recipe, I, I work down through those steps and mm -hmm. I come out with something mm -hmm. you're, we want to like explode that whole idea of recipe from what the way you're talking about it. Right. Right. We, we take and we cherish every ingredient mm -hmm. and there may, may be, two parts to one ingredient to 10 parts to another ingredient. Ah, So, so looking at your story mm -hmm. is enormous. And, and I appreciate you, um, those kind words. Um, I will say that the recipe and ingredients idea is because my mind is very simple and I need that simple perspective. <laughs> and, and secondly, it's <clears throat> what I'm doing today is a result of my journey. Mm-hmm. You know, the the major disruption in 2015 and all the way through the what some would call a hero's journey mm -hmm. have led me to identify the things that I do now with my clients because I have committed to becoming the partner that I wish I had had when I was a 50 year old, when I lost my career, ah, okay, it would have saved a lot of time, energy and stress mm -hmm. and money. Um, if However, you might not have developed the kind of resiliency and inward looking ability that has allowed you to craft what you're doing today. Well, see, I think that's the given. Mm -hmm. I, I think the human spirit is, is, resilient. We can learn from our experiences and we can grow. The question is how long and how expensive is that process going to take you? Yeah. Yes. And yes. I seek to make that process go further, faster, deeper. 
mm-hmm. an iterative process. And, and iteration it, is really what we talk about with, uh, with innovation and, and, and mm-hmm. allowing oneself to be a true innovator. Right. which is not just taking, you know, something that has been done and, okay, let's tweak this or that. But yeah. sometimes it's making that quantum leap yes. and, and not leaving behind because we never leave behind. I mean, I, in what I do today, well, I used to be a psychotherapist. I used to be a solutions engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, I still bring all of that to everything that I do. So I don't leave it behind, but I see how it is that I'm, I'm to bring forward my own expression now. Right. And it's interesting. You would say we never leave anything behind when, when we were first married uh, and this would have been in 86, 1986 or so Mm -hmm. I was a bus boy at a local Dutch restaurant (laughs) that was one of the only places to go to eat at the time. And so Saturday nights were crazy and they were lined up out the door and around the building to get in. Mm-hmm. I was a bus boy and my job was to walk up with a, with a cart and take this messy table. Mm-hmm. All the cups went one place, all the plates in another, all the silverware, napkins, everything had its place. Mm-hmm. And I wiped the table and I'd move on to another table. Because I knew the square footage of that table meant bottom line profit. Mm, mm-hmm. And I could, I used to say, if I could raise a family of four on that busboy's salary, <laughs> I would have, I'd still be doing it today. But the truth is, when I look back over 30 plus years mm-hmm. since, that principle of taking a mess and making it orderly for a purpose mm-hmm. um, has stuck with me. I spent 24 years as a COO and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I cleaned, I bust tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I maybe, love this. Maybe ah. we were losing cash out the door and I took a look at all the moving parts of how we were generating our cash flow and accounts of payable and accounts receivable brought everybody to the table. We developed a system and instead of sweating over what do we pay next, we generated $4 million in cash mm-hmm. because we took that messy table and make it organized. That led to the couple of years as COO to reinvent our company Mm-hmm. out of 2008 and the downturn and, mm-hmm. and the struggle we were making and on through to today. I mean, I'm the one that makes the bed every morning. So I get a quick fix every morning where I take a messy table or a messy bed, make it clean, mm-hmm. move on. And uh, so it's, it's interesting. We, ne- we really never do leave things behind. Yeah. We carry them with us. And then it becomes a, how is it that we want that we are taking this into whatever the new creation is? That's right. That's now, right. did you, let me ask you something. Did you, were you aware as you started doing what you're doing now that that, that was in essence, the, the, the gift from a previous time? It, or did you, it, did you reflect back on that and say, Oh my goodness, look at this. I'm a slow learner. So it, <laughs> it occurred to me long after, Mm -hmm. you know, I, like I didn't go 
when I, when I was given the opportunity to work for my dad, who started the business back in 1989, I didn't say, well, let's see. I, I know how to bust tables. Is this an opportunity to continue that? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. But it was years after in looking back in retrospect that I naturally gravitated toward this role and the bits and pieces within this role mm-hmm. that made me who I am. And it's funny, we say make made me who I am. It's not really making who I was. It right. was it was uh, lifting the lid on who I already was and who I was designed to be. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. We, we, you know, you talk about personality tests and introvert, extrovert, um, you know, the disc profile. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, we gravitate toward what we are like and we find that outlet somehow. Mm-hmm. We are like that river of water trying to find its way to the ocean. Yeah. It's natural. It's what we are, were designed to be. Uh, my meta theme, if there was such a thing, <laughs> is to be in the process of helping people become the fullest expression of their unique God-given design. Mm. Because when that happens, mm-hmm. today's fulfillment goes up, tomorrow's regret goes down. Because and the world benefits. And the world, be- yeah, that's, a, that's just, you know, if, if we could all just be ourselves... Uh, our world would be a totally different world. (laughs) (laughs) My friend Jennifer Huff likes to say that, and she probably got it from somewhere else, but you know, the universe thought you were a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. And I, I so appreciate that because when I, when I start to doubt myself, when I start to second guess myself and then realize, okay, if the universe thought I was a good idea, let me see how I can discover <clears throat> how best to, to bring that forward. Mm-hmm. Not, to, not to make me something that I'm not, but Absolutely. to reveal it, as I yeah. think it, that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Let one it shine. Hallmarks. Yes. Yes. And one of the hallmarks of a fantastic fourth quarter uh, is being vocationally aligned. And I don't mean necessarily what you do for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's what you give your attention to. It's what you what you give your your best self to. And that could be for an employer. It could be a business that you own. It, it could be philanthropy. It could be volunteering. Mm-hmm. But it, you're aligned with who you are to the extent that we are doing things where we are not aligned. Mm-hmm. That takes more energy. And that, that is energy we can't afford because at the end of the day, time and energy are gone. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. replenish that time or that energy that you just expended. You have another package tomorrow. Yeah. And, and in some sense it does renew, but you can't go back and mm-hmm. change how you used your energy yesterday. Right. And, and what happens too is that you suffer because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, your heart is, is, is not happy. <laughs> you know, your heart is not content because there's, I, I really find that people know, they know when they're not, you called it vocationally aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I might say it as when they're not living who they are. Right. 
Mm -hmm. So when you say vocationally aligned, you're really meaning so much more than what what work you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. A better way to describe it, I think, would be a formula that I call the 3P80 formula. What's that? Um, The three P's are your passion, your personality, and your proficiency, which covers your heart, your head, your your hands. Uh, And if you can spend 80% of your waking hours engaged in activities that are aligned with your passion, personality, and proficiency, then you are at the apex of fulfillment and impact on others. Mm-hmm. On, on their, mm-hmm. your stakeholders, the people around you, your, your sphere of influence, 3P80. And I, I don't pick 100% okay. on purpose. Because, uh, and that's what I was going to ask you about <laughs> purpose, like, which, which many people would bring in as the perhaps the fourth P. Yeah. Well, yeah. And passion and purpose could be the same. Ah, okay. But even so, I think there are now, I was, I was raised in a Christian tradition. Mm-hmm. So I come from that, pa- that background. And, and that tradition tells us that, yes, God said it was good. Mm-hmm. I like what I created. And yet we messed up and we've created a fallen world. And now, so all the way up to my 3P80, mm-hmm. it's not 3P100 because we are in a fallen world. We are imperfect and we are going to spend some things, some time in things that are not aligned, whether that's by necessity mm. or by choice, mm-hmm. just mistakes, you know, and uh, things we thought were enjoyable or right for us that we find in hindsight, they weren't. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be a part of it. Now, if I take a day and I'm 100 percent great. So I, I would say it's an average kind of a thing. <laughs> and and, and uh, the reason I say excellence is defined as the act of becoming the fullest expression. It is a becoming. It's not become. We will never, in my opinion, ever become in this world a full expression of our unique God-given design, again, because of the fallen nature, the fallen world that we're in, the broken mm. world that we're in. Um, it's, it's, some people call it enlightenment or nirvana. For me, it's heaven. Um, that is the full expression. But well, if we're wanna, in the can act. Can we deconstruct that a little bit? Because I well, don't believe in a fallen world. But maybe okay. I do. Maybe I do. And, and okay. here's what I want to see if there's this connection. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I believe that we feel separate and that mm. that experience of separation, I mean, separate from we could say separate from self, separate from God's that, that you and I are separate. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're that, that we my inherent nature is one that is not um, is me separate from my divinity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yet we're, I also see that we're here to discover how to have, how to express that divinity in the physical world, because we are physical beings. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're not in the ethers. We're here in the physical. 
So that may be something that is kind of saying the same thing. I have trouble with the word fallen. Right. right. And that's, that's my tradition, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though I may have grown up in a different tradition, I think even in the Christian world, there's different ways of speaking to that. But I, but I think that there's um, enough commonality there or enough, maybe even we're even just, just, slightly um, divergent, you know, from one another and how we're thinking about it or how we're talking about it. But it's all that sense of how do we, how do we remember? That's, I guess that's another way. That's what's coming to me right now. How do we remember who we are? How do we remember that, that connection, that divinity, that beyond the fallen? Mm -hmm. Because there was a time when we were not fallen. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the, there is a, a, a good and evil mm-hmm. principle. Um, and, and we can, I mean, the news helps us to see all the, the evil, right? The good doesn't get pressed because it doesn't right. sell, mm-hmm. but there's a good and an evil. And I think there's a, there's, there's this quest that we have inside our, ourselves to remember, like you said, to remember what our, design really was meant to be and we go off track yes trying to figure it out we try to substitute mm-hmm. you know some of the some of the greatest struggles in what traditionally has been called midlife crisis um, is as i observe is because in the building quadrant or building quarter mm-hmm. 20s and 30s when you're building everything you started to attach your identity to what you were building. Right. Right. So that when it's built and no longer fulfills, then. Which is inherent in its nature. It, exactly. Yeah. It's a very easy thing to do mm-hmm. because, hey, look at me, especially in America. Yes. Yeah. The self-made person, the self-made man, the, the building, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, mm-hmm. even bootstrapping your business. Um, it's all self-centered. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at what I have done with my life. Yes, and then self you and reach, the small s self. <laughs> yes, yes. And we get to this point where we start having hints of hesitation. We start looking at the boxes that we've filled in mm-hmm. versus the number of boxes we have left to live, to fill in. Mm-hmm. And we think, what next? What is, is there more? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. this all there is? Mm-hmm. I, I heard one Gen Xer say, I have enjoyed a successful career, but I'm more interested in taking a hold of what's meaningful. Yes. As if success did not equal meaning. Right. And I think that's fascinating because did we, did we somehow attach our identity to what we've accomplished? And now because what we have accomplished is rusting in our mind and it's no longer fulfilling like it used to be because we are wiser. Mm-hmm. We're thinking, who am I after all? Yeah. So we have to I go think beyond that small S self into some, into we start having a bigger awareness. Right. And, and, right that what we've built cannot fulfill 
what we know we're here to become. Right. Right. I heard someone once say that we are not physical beings. Um, no, what is it? We're, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that human experience makes us think we are human beings <laughs> mm -hmm. and not spiritual beings. Right. Right. Because we we have forgotten. That's that's that remembering. But exactly. uh, let me say this to you and see, because I, I have a feeling that you are working with people and your your work now is in the. OK, I've started remembering mm -hmm. and I don't know how to traverse this field. Right. That's, that is exactly right. Uh, it comes out in a housewife that says, all I do is make meals and clean clothes. Mm -hmm. That's all I've done. What is, what is life all about anymore? Yeah. Am I going to do this the rest of my life? Well, that person, it's the beginning of remembering. Mm -hmm. it's, it's more a longing to be something more than what we do. Right. And I think the longing might, might be the it's, remembering it's that moment mm. before you start remembering. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's why I look back on the, the disruption of my life in 2015. Mm -hmm. It was a seismic shift in my experience. Um, there's life before June, 2015, and there is life after. And, um, I look back now on that as a kind of gift yes. that I was given. Yeah. The cosmic two by four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And once the pain started to <laughs> go away a little bit, um, I began to realize, oh, that cosmic two by four turned my head to a different direction. Yeah. Not that the life before was all wrong. Right. Yes. It was part of my story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we all have this. We all, uh, I'm not unique. Every one of us has a story. Mm -hmm. And some of us may not have that external two by four. Mm -hmm. It may well up within, but it is going to happen. Yeah, it, we are going to awaken some to some level of deeper meaning to mm -hmm. life. That's a and, given. Yeah. And it shows up often as discontent. Yes. And if we're only focused on the outside, it can be the the married partner who says, oh, I don't like you anymore. I'm going to go <laughs> off and I'm going to have my midlife crisis. I'm right. going to go off and marry somebody else because they're going to give me what I think I'm longing for. Yeah, when all along it's right within you. Yeah. And that's what I love about being able to do what I get to do mm -hmm. is to help people identify the ingredients that are already there. <laughs> ingredients that weren't there when you were 20, when you started your business. They just aren't there. You have to go through life long enough to identify these ingredients. And there is a, I believe the third quarter, your 60s, 70s. And mm -hmm. if we're fortunate, like I know science is not going to let us die. <laughs> we go on. Um, 
that is the most impactful quarter of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't think about retirement as starting over. You know, we're, we're not starting over from scratch. No, not at all. We're starting over from experience. We're starting over with this whole panoply of, of <sighs> gifts, really. Exactly. And I love what, what a friend of mine once said is, I don't think about what I'm retiring um, from. I think about what I'm retiring to. And yes. it's really, what do I want to create? Right. What am I, what is that next creation for me, which is what I love to, um, to bring forward with people and to, to help them connect with that, which is there for them to do. You know, there's a universal principle, I think that's at play here. When we, when we think about retirement, Mm -hmm. um, and is it's the reoccurring theme of death that precedes new life. Mm. You see it in, like outside my window are is a field of beans. I live out in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that field of beans has been green, vivid green mm-hmm. for weeks now. And as I look at it now, it's starting to yellow. Yeah. And those beans are going to continue to turn yellow and yellow and yellow. And then they come along and they harvest mm-hmm. the beans. And those beans then produce and and what's look at what's happening in the in the soil mm-hmm. is that the death and decay of the the vines that then go into the soil mm-hmm. become what's next yeah. for that next crop yeah and you see that in all it all over the place where a a resurrection is always preceded by death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i see june 2015 as the great event that released me to my future mm. and i didn't know it at the time i mean and we i went into a cave we can't yeah no no and and that's why it's so helpful to have someone walk with you Mm-hmm. Because as they say, you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. You need <laughs> someone else. <laughs> right, right. I remember um, someone once saying to me, oh, you know, you work with people after they've come through the hero's journey and mm-hmm. they have found the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying, well, now what? And I remember writing a piece around that yeah. because, and maybe it's, they need a new backpack because their backpack is old and crumbly. Maybe mm-hmm. they need new shoes because this, they've worn out the soles on the, the you know, six pairs of shoes. Right. And maybe they're, this is the recreation time. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Before, was... Because we're coming to a close, I want to, two things I want to ask you. Um, I'd love for you to speak briefly about the community that you're creating. Cause I think oh. it's so juicy. How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited about this. It's it's, I call it the finish strong, the community. Um, it is a platform that is, it's a social media platform and it, and yet it's, it diverges from your typical social media platform in that there are no ads there, there is no political or religious or gender rant, mm-hmm. right? Um, there is just a bunch of people who are beginning to awaken to what's next, and they're helping one another out. 
and they're creating a recipe for their fantastic fourth quarter. And I believe the members of this, this platform, this community, they are going to do life together. They're going to, they may enter through an awareness or a question what's next, Mm -hmm. but they will eventually create friendships and relationships and they will move into this fourth quarter um, as a community. And it's my legacy project. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I turn anywhere from 60 to five to 70 years old, I plan on stepping back to a chairman of the board role. Some of the community coaches will have ownership. And when I'm, when I die and I'm gone, this platform will continue so that those who are in the millennial and Gen Z, when they start reaching this apex of their curve and they start asking themselves mm. what's next mm-hmm. there'll be a place to plug into wow um it, it is it's a fascinating thing and i've I, right now it's in beta uh-huh and we plan on formally launching in january 2023 all right and, that's uh, soon yes especially it is. by the time this comes this show is is out it's going to be around the corner that's right that's right um Right now, the beta group is a fantastic, eclectic group of we've got a truck driver. We have two or three pastors. We have a life coach. I have a mergers and acquisitions entrepreneur. Wow. And and they are giving each other feed forward advice Mm -hmm. to one another. Mm -hmm. And it is more fantastic than I dreamed. I had an idea that when you pull people together from various industries and backgrounds, that it would be different and and helpful, but it's much help, more helpful than I had ever dreamed. And they're, they're feeding each other ideas that they never would have thought of because- Co-creating, that's what I call it. They are that's co-creating. Co- exactly. <laughs> It is a co-creation experience Mm -hmm. where they are much better and talk about synergy, you know, which is defined as one plus one equals three. Mm -hmm. Um, You add that to, you know, and and there's a library of information that's constantly being added to. Mm -hmm. So, but it, but it is 80% community, 20% content Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we really are, in my opinion, we were created for community. That's part of everybody's DNA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I love the community. Um, you can find it at finishstrong.me. Okay. So it's me finishing strong. Um, and, and how uh, do people connect with you? That's the other thing I wanted to ask. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So uh, Scott Kokenauer, you, you'll, if you search that, I'm the bald guy in the blue shirt. Um, <laughs> and you'll see that I help fourth quarter. I'm a fourth quarter coach. Um, you can also email me at coach at servingstrong.com. Great. And your website? Servingstrong.com. Okay. Yep. Wonderful. Wonderful. Scott, thank you so much. I, I you know, I'm, I'm relishing what's just happened. And I'm relishing our conversation because I feel like there's so many places of of connection and insight and possible other explorations and crossovers. And um, it's the kind of the most pleasurable kind of conversation. Well, it's I feel the same way. I feel like this has been an honest 
and delightful exploration of what I think is really going on in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you again. Scott Pokenauer, good luck to you and good luck to the, with the community. I, I look forward to hearing about its launch. Great. Thank you very much. And thanks to our listeners and our viewers for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. And remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes or, you know, gosh, there's a whole list. (laughs) And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review because when you review us, it, it allows other people to discover what we're doing here. And for me, it's also about how do we transform the world? Well, we transform the world one person at a time. And then when we get to enough one persons at a time, that takes off. That takes off and and we have exponential growth. And for more about deepening your connection with your own inner guidance, take the quantum connection quiz today. You'll be glad you did. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. 